time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with rocks. There was one, at least one in each and every clan. Hi everybody, I am Lady Stars and Fire. You're listening to Otherland Dreams and I'm here with Hill Hippie. What's up, babe? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, I'm, anyway. I'm actually trying to figure out why in the hell my computer is lying to me. It's lying to you? It is lying to me. What is it lying to you about? How does it lie to you? It's lying to me about a, well, let's face it, it's an artificial construct that describes the... Uh, motion of objects uh, that's just that's the best way to put it the motion of objects okay time why is it what's it saying it is 4 26 p.m <laughs> yeah that's wrong yeah 100 <laughs> does that have anything to do with what you was ta- now that was scott's computer yeah that's no it's got nothing to do with mine Okay, well, no. I was thinking maybe it was a mess up with the other person's computer, but I guess Why is not. it not... This thing's supposed to sneak up with the atomic clock. Okay, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> anyway, hi, folks. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, we just got on our own thing there for a moment. And I would like to take this moment to um, give a shout-out to all of our listeners and give this set of news to all of y'all and Lady Stars and Fire. Thanks to you, our beloved listeners. We are the number one show on FXBG Public Radio as it stands so right sweet. now. Yay! I did not know that. Yay! I, the, I just got the numbers about an hour and a half ago. Uh, thank you. Yeah, no, no. Thank you. We very much appreciate you, you know, listening to us and subscribing to us. Absolutely. And to help us keep this mark and show that the owners of the station, that spirituality and the awakened and... Having purpose in life is the most important thing. Please like, share, subscribe. Tell us, uh, talk about us to your friends. Say, hey, you know what? We got this one lady on here in this show. Well, uh, another land dream. Shut up! It's my promo. <laughs> Up, right up. We got this. We got this one lady on here who really knows what she's talking about, and she's got this co-host who he's a bit of a self-proclaimed moron. <laughs> no, you're not. Hey, it's my promo. I'll shut up again. I'm going to drink my beer and be happy. <laughs> there you go. So please like, share, subscribe, and tell, tell your friends about us. Help us maintain this top spot. Let's prove to everyone that being mindful and knowing about your existence and that you are a minor part of it and you are connected to everything is what it's all about. It's up to you guys. Help us out. Yeah, please help us out. I mean, and on top of what he's saying, I, it's just, it's good to start being I'm, soulful. I'm stealing another He's drink. stealing my beer. Yes, I am. <laughs> EK's looking over here like, what? <laughs> I don't ever drink, guys. I really, rarely, rarely drink. But I've had one of them days, and I, just want the I taste. needed a nice ice cold beer, and that was the end of that. So I went and got one. I wanted the taste. It's now, where's good. my ginger ale? There it is. <laughs> so... Anyway, I mean, it's all good to want to be soulful and getting to heal yourself and and know yourself, and and that's a great thing. I mean, with the energies that's been going on lately, it's definitely something that we're moving in that direction for for the next year or so. But today... You know, someone once said that any any words that come in a sentence before the word but are bullshit... Well, no, I'm just saying, that's a wonderful thing. It's just today we're not really talking about that quite so much as far as the show goes. We're talking, we are. So everything she said is okay. (laughs) Now. Shut up. (laughs) Now, let's move into the meat and potatoes. Yeah, today, I mean, tonight we're going to be talking about um, Yule and this old soul. Solstice? Summer, I mean, the winter solstice. See, I've already been drinking. You can tell. 
<laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> but, um, I'm sorry. It's the winter solstice, and we're going to be talking about, you know, correspondence that goes with that, and, you know, activities that go with that, crystals that go with that, oils that go with that, rituals that can go with, you know, this whole time of year. And, you know, things that you can do to help you get together as well, if we get the time, because i got so much in here, you know, activities to bring in with children, so to speak. Right. And if you have any questions uh, for the uh, for Lady Stars and Fire or myself, please feel free to fire off to Hill Hippie, H-I-L-L-H-I-P-P-I-E, at fxbgpr.com. And I can't guarantee I can answer all of your emails. But based on my inbox right now, I probably can. I probably got that much time because right now my inbox is empty. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's the holiday season and I'm feeling no love. Give me some love, people. Give the boy some love for crying out loud. <laughs> and uh, if your question is for the Lady Stars and Fire, I know I can get her to answer. Well, and you can always send me a message off of my website, um, Lady Stars on Fire, because I do have contact forms. Or you could, you know, get your own personal readings or so much more from the video i mean not the video from the website so you could always check me out there too absolutely you've got tarot readings you've got rune cast you've got shamanic, shamanic work. work i've got all kinds of stuff yeah there. we're always going to disagree on that word yeah yeah <laughs> anyway as we get into some of the correspondence um now i'm not going to go into depth over much of it because there's too much to go into depth over. I mean, like... With that being said, uh, this episode also represents the end of Season 1 of Other Land Dreams. Starting in January, we will be coming back with Season 2. So if there's any episodes or any topics you would like us to touch upon, please email me once again, and we will consider uh, touching upon those topics. More than likely, we will hit them. I can't guarantee anything because, you know, there are no guarantees in life. Nothing is permanent, so. But we love to hear from you, and if there's something you want us to discuss, we will definitely take a look into it. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, we value your opinion. You're the listener. And, hey, you know what? The more opinions you guys give us about what show topics you would like to hear about, you know, the less brain work we got to do. So right. you're, you're making our lives easier. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so some of the Yule correspondence, I'm just going to start off with animals. Uh, because, like I said, when we come back, oh, no, I said this only to the Hell Hippie. I didn't say it to you all yet. Not yet. I am going to be going over not every seagull episode, but I will be. Seagull? There's a seagull episode? episode. Okay. I, I will be getting into some animals and their spirit guides and totems of, you know, what the animal is and brings to us. So, but I'm not going to do every show on that, but I will be touching base on animals here and there. Here and there. Okay. Some of the correspondence for Yule, which are animals, is bears, is deers, owls, phoenix, reindeers, snow geese, squirrels, stags, and the raven. you have any questions or anything you want to say about that? Nope. But what about the boar? Well, actually it would fit, but it's just not on this list. Because, you know, there is that traditional hunt from Odin. Boar is one of the things that uh, Odin would hunt. The traditional Christmas ham. It also stands for uh, Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. It stands for, you know, the rebirthing and fertility with all of that. Right, so, which yes. at the solstice, there is a definite rebirth. Yes, it's definitely all about rebirthing and the sun coming back and the rebirthing. Uh, you just have no idea how much I'm getting about pregnancy and whatnot from spirit. So, yeah, it definitely goes with all of it. I thought that I wasn't sure if you were yawning or if you were about to say something. That's why I just. I had a long day, yeah. So <laughs> if, if the if the mouth's not pointed at the mic, I'm probably yawning. It's all good. Um, obviously, some of the colors, like I said, I'm just going through a whole bunch of this. Some of the colors that are go with it is gold, green, red, and white, which is you know typical for this time of year. Green, pine, red, white, Amanita muscara. I knew that was coming. <laughs> anyway, then you also have some typical foods, which is apple cider or spiced cider, cinnamon cakes and cookies, dried fruits, eggnog, gingerbread, um, roasted nuts. Ah, 
I was trying to make sure I didn't still drop, spill my beer. Damn. Um, spiced meat. You're cut off. I know. Um, ro- roasted apples and, you know, different warm drinks, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Now you have. See, I'm with every one of those except for the sugar cookies. How are those traditional? How are those going back to the elders? Yeah, I really don't know. I can see the gingerbread because of ginger and stuff. Yeah. Even though it's not really like part of it, but that's the idea behind it. Okay, the next one, uh, next two, I want you to read. (laughs) I'm going past this question real quick. Well, I know. You can go into it all you want, but I'm telling you I want you to read it because I don't want you to butcher. I will butcher like the names. Go back to the gods and the goddesses. Okay, you'll... Corey, I'll call you later if you're listening. Hang on. Because he's looking at his phone right now and somebody's Hang calling on. him. <laughs> Give oh, me a each one of those suck. Uh, uh, I'll call you right back. You'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Yule goddesses, correspondences <coughs> Aphrodite, Brigid, Demeter, Fortuna, Gaia, Hell, uh, Holly, Ishtar and Isis. Now switch because one's gods, one's goddesses. Uh, Yule Foods. Yule God correspondences. Apollo, Addis. Very well done. Addis is not a very well known uh, deity. Balder, <laughs> Bacchus, Dionysus, the green man, which is not a deity. Helios, Lug. The Oak King, which can be uh, connected into the Green Man or uh, Kanunos. Or just most of the Horned Gods, in that sense. Well, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, Kanunos. Okay, I'll let you have that one and I'll shut right up. You know I'm right. I'm not saying that you're not. I'm just saying there are others. <laughs> I know, out it's there so hard for you to be like, it's all, That's so hard for you to say that you're right, isn't it? Would you proceed on? <laughs> <laughs> I will take that as an acceptance of my statement. <laughs> Ra and Saul. <laughs> Thank you so much. I did not want to butcher them, and I knew I was going to. Point blank. It's my I reading disability. feel like you should know all those. I know, but see, okay, this is where it comes in. I read the stuff. I'm not hearing somebody else saying it to me, so I'm automatically programming my head incorrectly with what I read. You literally watched me learn the name of the god Kanunos this weekend. I I know. And how hard was that? It wasn't hard for you, but because it wasn't hard for you does not mean other people don't have problems learning things and remembering things the way you do. No, I, I understand that, but I listened to somebody else say it. I broke it down phonetically, and I repeated it in my head. Because and, you cared uh, about it, and you wanted to learn it, and you wanted to know it. When I have so many things coming through my head, there's just so much I can't remember because there's too many different things. If I really focused on that one, then yeah. I don't learn so as you, easily as you do. So You're you the exact opposite of me. So you don't care about uh, learning the proper names of the gods? No, it's not that. I just know I'm going to butcher them, and I'm trying to be respectful by handing it to you. And I'm and very well done. But I'm teaching you the ways of learning the proper way to pronounce the gods and goddesses' names. Uh-huh. I'm stubborn. I can. Yeah, there we go. There's the answer. I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm just as stubborn as you are, just in the opposite direction. <laughs> I don't find learning as fun as you do. Okay, I'm going to stop. We're going to move away from that because you're just giving me a dirty-ass look. All right. No, you just gave me so much ammunition. I was trying to figure out which round I wanted to fire. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to let it go. The, okay, I'm just going to go there. The whole reason why is see. For you, it's not hard for you to learn. I've got the reading disability and all the other shit. i got to program my mind how to figure out what the fuck I'm saying and then how to remember it. You just don't understand. Georgie's old gray rats and paints houses yellow. That is how you spell geography. And I had to teach myself that. (laughs) Okay. So my point is, I like to learn, but it's not something fun it's difficult i have to want to work at it where for you it's something you enjoy doing uh, it, it's a process for me it's not 
something I enjoy. I have to really want to work at it. Watch my process. It is a process for me as well. I enjoy <laughs> it to a, the extent of, okay, I need to do this. Yes, 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 he'll hit me. You need to do this. Why do I need to do this? You don't want to sound like the hick you are. Good point. Okay, how do we do this? First, we find out what the proper pronunciation is. Okay. Hey, Google, how is this pronounced? <laughs> okay, how, how is it spelled? Memorize the spelling. Memorize, uh, spelling memorized. That does not match the phonetic uh, way that I was taught. English is your second language. Yes, it is. What's your first language? Hick. <laughs> yep. Yep. Hick is my first language. So, therefore, English doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, therefore, Kanunos. Uh, Silent R, hard U. C E R U N U N O S. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get it. Yep. He literally is like this because he was in the car this weekend and he was saying it exactly like that to himself as he was teaching himself so he'd remember it. So that that is technically, truly his process. My process is that I don't like to admit he intimidates me and I need to learn and, be, and rise and be a better person about it because I'm capable of it. And he's making me admit it because that's part of what he does. <laughs> well, are you happy now? The role of the shamanic <laughs> practitioner is the role of the teacher. Well, no, I mean, yes, but what I'm saying is <laughs> that has to do with a specific situation that I realize. You challenge me, me you. in many ways as well, so it's, hey. At least I'm forthcoming and honest about it. I'm up front and out. I, I believe putting the shit out there, even when I don't fully understand what I'm putting out there yet. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Back to what the show is about. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is what our listeners like because not only are we entertain, uh, not only do we teach, but we're entertaining. And well, they like the fact that also I'm sure they like the fight the fact that we will fight about it because nobody is ever fully right. That's entertainment. Okay. Anyway, yes, dear. <laughs> okay, the correspondence for some of the herbs are bay, blessed thistle. Thistle is that how you pronounce it? Thistle. Thistle. Uh, chamomile, cinnamon, evergreen trees, period, holly, ivy, juniper, mistletoe, oak leaves, pine, pine cones, um, rosemary, sage, and wintergreen. Um, for my witches out there, spells that you typically would want to cast during Yule or during the solstice would be about happiness, hope, love, unconditional love, peace, strength, world healing, as well as world peace. Um, symbolisms would be the Yule log, the Yule tree, the wreath, the wheel of the year, uh, the eight strokes of the wheel, rebirth of the sun, light, lights to bring back the sun, Hmm. Um, hope after darkness. Lights to bring back the yeah, sun. Yeah, that's why I was reading it. I was like, what? I overlooked that. It says lights to bring back the sun. All right. I'm on it. <laughs> All right. That is some of your typical symbolisms or correspondence. But then I wanted to get a little bit deeper about some of the things that I already know people will be interested in. So, obviously, your colors are red, green, white. For the most part. Well, that right. would also be diamonds. That would also be emeralds. And that would also be rubies. But let's be honest. Most people are not going to be playing around with them. What about garnets? That's where I was going next. So that leads us back to the clear quartz. The garnets. And bloodstone. And some of the ideas. If you've been watching the show. Listening where's, to the show. Where's the green stones? That would be the bloodstone. Bloodstone is green. Mm -hmm. That sounds. It does have counter, red in it. That sounds counterintuitive. Well, I didn't, I, I didn't name it, dear. I I know that I'm I'm learning right here. That's why I, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'll show you in a picture of it in a minute. Uh, do it after the show. Okay. Um, but typically, if you've been listening to the show, you already know what a clear quartz is. You already know what 
some of its ideas are and meta metaphysical properties. But if not, amplification is one of the main ones. It's a master healer, divine energy, and it has the highest, what is it, vibrational pulse as of all the stones, technically. Now, I believe, I can't remember the proper wording for it. He's looking, he, he's, you, you see him fighting his own head of how to, how to even go to Google about that one. Um, no, not, I'm going to go into Google here. Uh, vibrational pulse. So, a vibration <laughs> is a pulse. Because right, every, every thud, do. You're hitting it's the way. It's speed. It's speed is what I'm actually after. The vibrational it's speed. It's tempo. Okay. Is the word you're looking for. Right. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> no. I'm helping you expand your horizons. Yes, you are. And I appreciate it. I do. Really, 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 I do. <laughs> All right. Some of Asshole. the <laughs> I know. Exactly. Some of the healing properties that go with garnets are for um, your uh, cellular disorders, your thyroids, um, inflammatory diseases. It can help purifying the blood. It promotes product... I can't even... What is that word? Starts with an H. Uh, hemoglobin. Okay. Um... It helps out as a stone that will help you through times of crisis. It is, let me move on. It is energy, chakra, and balance, basically. It also speaks to us of our root chakra. It is, at, it is a survival instinct stone. It helps counteract depression and bring out vitality. But like I said, it is also a root chakra stone. It helps with manifestation, healing, as well as self-worth. And then when we move into the bloodstone, the bloodstone is about courage, family, loyalty. It is. It also helps with your plants, with growing in general. Um, determination, nobility. Uh, and let me turn my little thing here. It is excellent as a blood cleanser and is powerful. It's a powerful cleansing stone in general. It also heightens intuition and increases creativity and grounding and protective and energy. So I wanted to hit the three stones that I knew most people would go after or be using at this time of year. Because mm -hmm. let's face it, most people aren't going to be running around with rubies and emeralds or diamonds. All right. Uh, the concept of bringing back the light. And I'm just going to touch on the this concept because I have not done the research to give full full merit to it. But it's a thought that traditional cultures around the world imagined that the mid sun uh, the midwinter sun needed uh, conscious help from the people in order to avoid being devoured by the expanse of the darkness, the expanse of space, and that nips into the edges of life. So therefore, they would use light here on the planet Earth to help draw the sun back on the uh, winter solstice. That also speaks to us of people who are uh, going to depression at this time of year, too. Mm -hmm. So it helps with that. Which is usually caused uh, by lack of vitamin D because most of us get our vitamin D from the sun. No, I'm laughing just because of the conversation we had with my mother's doctor the other day. I completely agree with you. It's just... That touched a point on my own situation. Anybody who's ever uh, done uh, delved into herptology or uh, herp husbandry, <laughs> kept lizards for an easier term, uh, know that most lizards, just like uh, most mammals, will receive their vitamin D through uh, sun ray absorption. So therefore, whenever the sun rays are as they are now, the sun's uh, the axis and here in the northern hemisphere is tilted away from the sun. The sun sends out short wave radiation in the UVA, UVB, UVB, uh, UVA, UVB, UVC spectrums, and that's where the uh, vitamin D comes from is the UV spectrum of light. So when it's in the summer and the hemisphere is uh, the north pole is tilted towards the sun 
we're getting that shortwave radiation directed completely at us. So it's those waves are hitting in a very small area, whereas right now those very short waves are spreading across very, very large expanses of the land. So we're not able to absorb as much of the vitamin D as we normally do during the summer. So therefore, we're not getting the vitamin D content, and it's been proven that vitamin, a lack of vitamin D causes depression. Mm-hmm. Yay, science! <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was about to just give you... My point is, is I love how he just every once in a while just starts spitting out information, and you're like, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's it's just like it's like you would think that you are a Capricorn sometimes. Like you just have a rolodex of information. All of a sudden, you just open up. I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying I, I, Capricorns I, do that a lot. <laughs> I get it. Okay. I need to hang out with that's, more Capricorns. That's a, that's a positive thing. Yes. Um. Okay. So some of the uh, incense. Wait, my daughter's a Capricorn. I was gonna. I was wondering when you were gonna pick up on that. You created one. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes sense. <laughs> Everything's coming full circle now. You helped create the Yeah, exactly. Um. So anyway, <laughs> which is a great thing. It is. Some of the uh, incense that is used with uh, this correspondence of Yule is cedar, cinnamon, clove, frankincense, juniper, myrrh, orange, and pine. Also cinnamon, ginger, and wintergreen. Uh, And I have some incense. If you want them, this would be the time to put hit us on pause and go get a pen and a paper and then come back. After you listen to it after the show. Bye-bye. Because um, I'm going to give you some ingredients. You can take two parts juniper berries, two parts mugwort. You don't want that? I'm bringing incense. Welcome back. I was going to give it with who had made it so I could tell you who made it. We gave them time to go get their pen and paper. So there was a pause that was needed so they could pause and then get a welcome back. We're, we're being courteous He's to telling me to be courteous. We're being courteous to our listeners. Okay. But I, I, Welcome I, back. I was shut right do you up. Have your, do you have your pen and paper? <laughs> All right. Okay. Two parts juniper berries, two parts mugwort, one part cedar, one part pine, one part dried mistletoe, one part bay, one part cinnamon, I mean one half part cinnamon, and one half part rosemary. That would be called Winter Night's Incense, more or less. Now, now, hmm. you're giving parts, and you're, are you talking about oils, just the actual plants this themselves? Incense. This would be for, like, loose incense, for burning on, like, charcoal. Excellent. That wasn't clear, so I wanted to let our listeners know that that's what that was. Yeah, that would be, you make the mixture, you burn the charcoal, and you sprinkle a little bit on at a time, and... You would use it that way of bringing the incense in to make it instead of like having, you know, like a cone or the long incense sticks. Uh, Instead of going out and buying commercially made crap. Yes, you can make your own. Now, a Yule incense is one another, because I have a couple here. A, A Yule incense is one half orange, one half sweetgrass, one half grandfather white sage. Grandfather White That's Sage. That's what it says, but White Sage. Um, one eighth part pine needles, one part frankincense, one half part mirth, one half part cloves, and one half part cinnamon. You could use them. Now I have another one. Like I said, that's why I was telling you to get your pen and paper. Three parts frankincense, two parts sandalwood, two parts chamomile, one part ginger. One half part sage, and you might want to drop some cinnamon oil on top of it. Another one for Yule incense. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Is three parts frankincense, two parts sandalwood, two part chamomile, one part ginger, and one half part sage. And then I have one part clove for another one. This is a whole another one. One okay. part clove. Uh, so, new list. 
Yeah, as so I was like, wait, and, and, and another one. One part clove, one part juniper, one part cinnamon, and one half part orange peel. Then I move into oils. Why are you giving me that look? People like this stuff. I know they do. <laughs> and I'm going to keep quiet. <laughs> and I like this stuff. Don't get me wrong. That's what I said. I was going to give them some oil yeah, recipes. Yeah. It's just like the, one of the earlier recipes is like one half orange. But you have to understand that as you change them, that little bits can really make a difference in the smell. Yes, sir. <laughs> one a one of the earlier recipes was one half orange. This last one, and this is what really caught my attention, was so much of orange peel. So is that first one? Are you taking the orange slices, dehydrating them, crushing them up, and then using them, or is that orange peel as well? And it just wasn't no uh, mentioned. Okay, I will admit I am sorry for not stating it directly. However, to my knowledge, and this is maybe my bad, I'm sorry, I thought most people realized that would be orange peel. Not everyone is as experienced as you or I. And I myself, I would assume it was orange peel, but I know myself when I'm doing something like that and making these incenses and such, I'm anal about details. That's just me. Yeah, he is. So if <laughs> So if I can clarify the details for not only our listeners who are not anal retentive, but our listeners who are, we're covering the entire spectrum. No, and he's completely right because he's watched me. He's anal retentive. He wants to know exactly how much of what and use exactly this and follow the directions on making it according to what was given to him. Where I just take my hand over stuff and I wait for spirit to tell me what to mix. So I'm really bad about directions. Right. And I'm really good about them. Yeah, so it's like the So we're we're covering spectrum. we're covering both ends. I know and I realized that. Boy, that came out wrong. <laughs> He's had a dirty mind lately. Anyway, <laughs> peaceful holidays. And this is now I'm switching to oils. You want to take five drops of balsam fir. Five drops of balsam fir. Okay. Five drops of black spruce. Two drops of cedarwood. One drop juniper. And you can obviously mix this also to make a, longer, a, a bigger amount. You want to mix it with like coconut oil or... Um, almond oil. Yeah, sweet almond oil. You can mix them in so, so that it's diffused a little bit. This way you could also wear it if you wanted to, or you could put it in a diffuser. But when you put it in a diffuser, you don't really want to ask, mix the almond oil. Yeah, you don't need coconut. Yeah, you don't need the carrier oil if you're just diffusing it. Right. Now, like I said, if you're turning it into a more of a perfume, that would then you want the carrier oil. Um Winter Wonderland would be five drops of orange, five drops of spruce, and three drops of pine. Holiday Candy would be two drops of wintergreen, two drops of peppermint, two drops of cinnamon, one drop of orange. Then you have Winter Blues is ten drops of orange. Five drops of cedarwood. One drop of Lang Lang. That would be also good for, and it's this why it's winter blues. It's going to help raise your spirit. Lang Lang is what I call an energy shocker. It shocks that negative out. So that's what that is going to help with in that sense. And you have solstice celebration, which is four drops pine. Three drops frankincense. Two drops orange. Two drops juniper. Two drops cypress and one drop clove. Another winter solstice is, how'd you say that? Balsam? Balsam. Balsam fir. You want four drops, two drops of lemon and two drops of orange. And I'm making sure they're not repeating. I have a winter wonderland, which is four drops of peppermint. Walking in a winter wonderland. <laughs> four drops of peppermint. Three drops of... How, I don't know how to say it. I've never been able to pronounce it. I, I just say it wrong. Bergamot. Okay, because that's not the way my head hears it. And then two, it's three drops of that, two drops of cypress. 
And then we have a winter solstice Yule blend, which is five drops of balsam fir, two drops of juniper berry, two drops of cedar, and one drop of eucalyptus. And that's all I got for you as far as that goes. Now, if I started to get into Yule activities, let me come over here. And that doesn't mean playing with your Yule logs, y'all. <laughs> um, it's obviously, you're going to be, you know, making your solstice, solstice tree. You're decorating your tree um, in general. But you might want to make ice lanterns or lanterns in general that also represent the holiday. Ice lanterns? It says that on here. but Lanterns would... made from ice? Yeah. I feel like those wouldn't last very long or work no, very well. No, I think it's just for show. But I would say, in general, you might want to make, you know, solstice lanterns that would go with all of the colors and the smells and the fur, I mean, and, and the herbs. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm trying to find the right words here. Because it's not a moron from their money, but it's it's in the same ballpark. I'm going to make a Yule Lantern because my other lanterns wouldn't function as well. No, no, no. Okay, here's a perfect example. I have little lanterns I keep out on my little pat, on my little balcony. I love them. I use them all the time. However, if you want and you already have some, just decorate them and then at the end tear, tear the stuff back off and you have your lantern back. You don't have to go buy another thing. You just have to buy the decorations to go with it. So, in other words, decorate a, uh, decorating a lantern. You know what? I don't like you anymore. <laughs> and I'm trying to be festive. There's festive, but there's also uh, verbiage. Uh, creating a Yule lantern. To me, that sounds like you're making something from scratch. Versus decorating a lantern in Yule style. Or we're going to decorate the lantern for the uh, for the holiday. It's like I'm creating a Yule porch. Hey, I, some people might I, like I, that. I put lights on my porch for Yule. It's not doesn't mean I built a new porch. But yeah, <laughs> see what I'm getting at here. But uh, that, well, yeah, it's it's about decorating. Phrasing. Yes, dear. Obviously, also this time of year. It's not as much as an activity as it is something that is being done. It is reflecting. Reflecting and mirroring it right now is a big thing that people are doing with their activities of like their, their rituals and so forth. Mm -hmm. Because it helps them reflect where they've been and where they wish to go and what they've learned and what they have not. Right. So it helps you overcome and move forward. You want to set intentions for the following year. As well, at this time of year, um, you might want to get more into yoga and meditation, get back on the right track if you've gotten off of it. Because of, I mean, let's face it, the time of year changes. We're not as, we're not as. I don't want to say fun, but it's it's the personality, the whole the whole shift with the energy and and you know, as he likes to put it, holidays. It's the shopping, and it's just become more hectic. That is the title of the episode, is Holidays. Holidays. Yeah, exactly. So it's getting away from that days part of it. Right. And, you know, and it has to do with, you know, you know, everything is relative. You know, God bless this really crappy movie. There's a movie called uh, Deep Blue, where Einstein's theory of relativity was described down as simple as this. You and I'm going to put it out there for males and females. You put your hand on a hot pan, a second seems like an hour. You put your hand on a hot lover, an hour seems like a second. It's all relative, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? So, time now that we're in the holidays is relatively faster. It's not faster, time is an artificial construct. It's just recording how the sun, uh, the earth moves around the sun. That's all the, the only reason time exists. But our days seem to be moving quicker because we got so much going on. What? Uncle Jimmy, I haven't bought for Uncle Jimmy. Okay, I got, I got to buy for Uncle Jimmy. Oh, Susie, Susie, Susie wants this. 
can we can we afford this? Oh, I think we can afford this. Let's figure this out. And your time passes so much faster. Yes. Like I said, you get caught up. You get caught up, and while you're caught up, you lose you and your balance, and that's the key. And that's the holidays. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. You might want to get back into your meditation and start getting yourself back into your proper balance. Right. It's just, I mean, it has to do, if your balance is off, baby, you're off. And I say that all the time. And it's so easy to be off because you have your emotional, your mental, your physical, and your spiritual. It's not just one or the other. It's all four of them make your one. With that being said, do you want to jump into your solar hame? Because we're pretty much at that time. Yeah. Solar hame. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, we do have other rituals, and I'll post them on the website. Not the website. I'll post them on Facebook. And when I say you can look into them, and when I since we're running out of time, but I'll let him get into that, and then I'll jump into the astrology. Alrighty. Our solar forecast, as it stands right now. <clears throat> let me find the NOAA forecast. Uh, prepared jointly by the U.S. Department of Commerce, NOAA uh, Space Weather Prediction Center updated... December 19th at 12.30 UTC, uh, 24-hour summa uh, summary. Solar activity remains very low. Okay. We are in a solar minimum. And the visible disk was spotless. No Earth-directed CMEs were observed in available conograph imagery forecast. Very low solar activity is expected to continue from the 19th to the solstice December 21st due to a lack of sunspot groups or notable active regions. Going to the solar hams uh, actual posts themselves. The anticipated coronal hole stream is now moving past Earth near 600 kilometers per second. Isolated periods of enhanced uh, geomagnetic, uh, geomagnetic activity will be possible at higher latitudes. Sun watchers should be alert for visible auroras once the uh, once it's dark outside. And at higher aurora, uh, higher latitudes, it means an extreme higher latitudes. The KP index, <clears throat> excuse me, from December 17th to the current moment, we've had mostly ones. We've had two instances of uh, a KP index of three. In order for our listeners in the Virginia area, and for those of our listeners who are not in the, in the Virginia area, you can adjust this up and down as it uh, sits to your uh, geographic location. We have not hit above a three, and we only hit three twice. In order for Virginia to see uh, auroras, it would have to hit a seven. Okay. Seven doesn't hit very often at all. Right. That means a major X-class flare has hit in X-class, probably in the area of 9.5 or greater. Major geomag uh, geomagnetic storms and satellites are going down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. Everything is low. We don't have to worry about anything remotely close to that until 2024. I haven't looked that far ahead. I've just gone, oh, okay. Well, I just know when the next solar maximum is, and it's in 2024. Okay. That makes sense. See? Cool. Yay, we learned something. Huh? All right. Before I get into this week's uh, healing, not healing messages, this week's video, not video, um, the astrology for this week for crying out loud. I'm going to learn to talk one day. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, I, I want to state, this is only for this week, and I know that we're about to take two weeks off. If we are, and this is our official final episode for 2018 and our final episode of season one. Yes, yay! And we will be so happy to give this next information in uh, season two of Other Land Dreams starting January... I think it's the 8th. I think you're right. I think it is the 8th. Yeah, because we're um, taking off Christmas and New Year's. And uh, yeah, and New Year's Day is on a Tuesday, so it will be the eighth that we return. Yeah. So what I'm stating is, is if you like the astrology, please, please, I, I'm, I don't get 
time off anyway. I still, because Spirit's not going to give it to me, basically. So, if you like the astrology, uh, go back and check out either my Facebook page or look me up on YouTube, because over the next two weeks, I still will be doing the weekly healing messages videos where I give you the information from Spirit, from the runes, as well as the astrology. So, I'm about to give you this week's, but it will still be out for the next two weeks as they come up because Spirit does not give me a break. So it has to go out or I will never get a piece, any bit of peace because Spirit won't leave me alone. Fair With enough. that being said, um, this is for December 18th through the 25th. Um, on the 21st, the solstice, the sun is going to be moving out of Sagittarius and into Capricorn. So your illumination, your core energy, as well as some ego, is moving from your higher self in Sagittarius where that soul fire burns and starting to move into Capricorn where it's starting to, let's look at making a new platform. Let's look at um, setting new foundations for us to start to move into. That's what you're going to be getting from the sun energy. It will be taking place on the solstice. The very next day is the 22nd when you have the full moon. The full moon is in Gemini and it's going to be, everybody's talking about it being in Gemini. However, I disagree. It is in Gemini with a void, of course, into Cancer. Gemini is all air energy. I Look at air energy kind of like it goes with the flow, but it can be stagnant. It can have like no emotional energy to it. I call it Jekyll and Hyde. It's either this or that, but it, it it's, it's depth is just quick to change more or less. So I, I, I'm telling you, your full moon energy is going to be kind of coming from that Jekyll and Hyde standpoint and then shifting into cancer, which is all emotion. It's all, you know, emotional depth. It's nesting in, in general. So it, it gets a little too, um, a, a little too, let, let, let me, let me, let me just hold on to you and make sure that everything's going to be okay, more or less. So you're going to go from one to the exact opposite with the moon energy. And it is going to be having a conversation with the sun at that time. But as I get into the week, I also want to remind you at that time, I've been saying for the last couple weeks that the, the dragon constellation has been putting out a lot of energy and it's going to be talking to the solstice and it's going to be talking to that full moon and it's going to be talking on Christmas Day. But let me jump into the other information first because all week you do have Saturn and Venus which are no longer in shadow. So they're not really looking at those darker aspects anymore. Saturn is in the 10th house which is speaking to us of you know, our goals, our dreams, our hopes, our wishes, as well as our careers. And it's not really looking at the darker side of things anymore. It's it's trying to move forward, truly starting to move forward. And it is sextiling Venus and um, Ceres, which is in Scorpio. Scorpio is a water energy, but it is rebirthing. It's life, death, rebirth. It is the mystery of life in general. It is fertility. So it's speaking to the sensitivities and the proper nourishment of the relationships and their responsibilities, as well as how do we set new rules, new roles, new rules, walls, and boundaries that will work for us. It is a positive energy. And it's speaking to Neptune and Mars at the same time. So it's like a, a triple sextile, more or less. And... It's definitely giving you the magic to create and start to move forward and set those new rules and walls and boundaries. But remember, Ceres also speaks to us of karma, and so does Neptune. Well, not it doesn't speak of karma, but it steps of it speaks to us of nostalgia. So just make sure, because Neptune is still in ret not retrograde, it is still in shadow, that you're not rebuilding or starting something new from something that you already know didn't work for you once. And you're trying to do it in another way and talk yourself into believing it because it's going to backfire. As long as you're doing something in a brand new way, it'll be fine. Um, just make sure that you're listening to your intuition as to what those new rules, walls, and boundaries should be. Now, you are going to have chain reactions. What I call chain reactions is because the aspects are there. However, there are aspects that typically other astrologers are going to leave out and not really talk about. And this is because I 
call it this is because this way my way of bringing attention to the fact spirit is saying pay attention to this energy you have the north node which is in cancer it is in opposition obviously of the south node but it's also in the opposition of pluto so the north node is all about what you need to learn in order to move forward in your life, and this is coming from your karmic self. This is coming from the karmic home of who and what you are, as well as the home that you live in here, now, here and now, and the roots of what created you to be who and what you are. So, it is speaking to you of what you need to learn in order to move forward in positive ways, but it's not getting along with Pluto death, decay, and destruction for renewal, rebirth, and regeneration. There is something you've gotten good at about yourself that you are stuck in, and it's not serving you. It is time to stand up to that higher self, the higher part that is in you. Start to learn what that authentic self is trying to teach you. Listen to your intuition and start to move forward because there is a change that must happen. It is also... At the same time, squaring Uranus, your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom. So you're fighting yourself in this form. And, and, and this is all week long. However, it is getting along wonderfully with the sun. And the sun is going to be moving again from Sagittarius into Capricorn. So if you listen to your inner self... And the illumination and the higher self of who you are because the sun is coming out of that higher self energy and it's moving into where you can actually start to make a new platform, a new foundation to start moving you forward. Do you have the balls to step out of what you've already known all of your life and start to find out who you really truly can be? Because this is what this is coming down to. I'm being told by spirit over and over again. It's physical changes, physical changes, physical changes going on in our life. Moving us into new directions. Are you willing to make those physical changes? Or shall you stay exactly where you are? Um, because it's fear of finding out that you can be better than you think you can. Fear of finding out that it can be better than you think life can. Oh, actually boldly starting to step into your true self and move in that direction. That is ego's job, people. Ego's job is to see if it can keep you exactly where you are. That's its job. End of discussion. So this all falls on you and are you listening to your soulfulness? Are you willing to step up to it? Now you also have Neptune, which is squaring Jupiter. And Mercury. Like I said, Neptune is the nostalgia, the magic that has already been created and went stale because you are talking about this in a square energy. So it's the stale magic that just kind of fizzled out and never really panned out to be the wonderful magic you wanted it to be. Is talking to Jupiter and Mercury about how you can find to create this powerful energy and bring it to your outer community of who and what you are, what you want to desire in life. Like I said, physical changes in our life. This is our outer communities changing, starting to step forward in brand new ways. But if you're staying in that stale energy, you're just going to recreate that energy all over again. It has to do with Jupiter's higher knowledge and abundance and stepping into your soulfulness. If you're in that ego or you're in that fear and that doubt, then you're going to stay exactly where you've always been. It's time to step forward. Now, you also have the sun all week, which is going to be squaring Chiron and Mars. Chiron is the wounded healer. It is the gatekeeper of wholeness. And Mars is a fire energy. In water, it's fizzled out already. It doesn't have the power it normally has. It doesn't have the backup of energy that it normally has. Mars doesn't. It's like steam right now, but it's not really got its passion, its aggression, its action moving forward in a positive way. It's just kind of like, like, like a kettle on a stove that's just blowing, you know, steaming out. But it's not really getting anywhere it's just blowing out steam and it's not getting along with your illumination again that illumination and that core energy of who and what you are which is moving out of the soulfulness of Sagittarius and moving in to Capricorn so those are all week long but here is your kicker don't forget the Polaris star technically speaks to us of the North Star the North Star and the North Star 
which is the Polaris star, is in Gemini. It is going to be getting crossed by the moon during the solstice and that full moon energy. The Polaris star speaks to us of rules, walls, boundaries, Venus energy with sensitivity as well as illumination. And it is going to be questioning the energy during that solstice, which is a T-square of Neptune, the moon, and Jupiter and Mercury. So it's asking you, it's begging you to step into acknowledging what makes you uncomfortable, why it makes you uncomfortable, and making those changes. Don't stay in the same stale energy. Basically, like I said, it all has to do with making it through those gates that are in that dragon's tail right now in the constellations, which is the Polaris star. Now, the full moon you have is going to be in Gemini and it's going to be moving from Gemini mid midday into Cancer. It is in opposition with the sun. The Polaris star will be in somewhat of opposition with the sun. And I do say somewhat because people are going to be like, well, it has to be at a, exactly 180 degrees. No, the fuck it don't. I'm telling you it don't. The energy will still pick up its energy and it's still going to be in an uncomfortable position, which is the illumination, like I said, of the sun, the rules, walls, and boundaries, and Venus all coming out of Gemini with the moon questioning the actual sun. So it's your inner core and your outer core. It's your ego and your soul fighting point blank as to what it is that really needs to change. It's going to get deep. Now, on Christmas, you also have a T-square with um, Lilith in Aquarius, which is going to be not getting along with Venus and Cirrus in Scorpio or the moon in Leo. Not to mention, Kokub is the gateway in the star of the... Uh, dragon and his tail basically it's considered the gateway itself and it is considered to be more powerful than the sun's illumination and more creative so you're gonna have and it's in leo so you have the moon in leo with that sun energy multiplied and a creative emotional moon energy in leo drama and high drama and high compassion it, you're really going to be like Jekyll and Hyde. You could be on both sides. It's also going to be speaking to the, like I said, it's going to be in a T-square itself, speaking with Venus, which is your sensitivities, and Cirrus, which is karmic energy. It is the threefold theory. It is what is being nurtured or what has or hasn't viewing it. And are you making the same decisions are you if you weren't nurtured properly are you passing on that lack of being nurtured or have you learned from the mistake and you've changed the the error of the ways and Lilith is going to be standing in Aquarius fighting you the entire time about I'm not going to do a goddamn thing I don't want to do and she's being backed up with the energy of Aquarius's rebellion more or less so She's even more of, I'm not going to do a goddamn thing I don't want to do. On a whole new level. Fuck you. Basically. And t speaking to that, you know, that sensitivity coming out of Venus and the Cirrus energy is looking directly into, you know, the threefold theory, karma, and what's being nurtured versus your inner and your outer moon and that co-cub energy, which is where the gateway is. More or less. And it's it's going to be speaking to you all this week, especially on the 25th. You're going to feel that energy. Now, um, also you have a T-square on the 19th, which is going to be a little bit complicated because it's still Lilith pushing you around. And it's talking to Juno about sacrifices and commitment. And then on the 23rd, you have a trine, which is the Cancer Cancer Moon speaking to Neptune, I know, and speaking to uh, Cirrus. So that energy is more of a positive energy coming from the depths of within. But that's when magic is actually more creative for you to use in a positive way. The point is, stay away from the stagnant bullshit that you already know that you... Don't lie to yourself and recreate what didn't work by telling you if you do it this way, it will. Because it won't even if it's a new relationship or new something in your life. You already know it didn't work. Don't lie to yourself. And as long as you can do that, you'll start to move forward. I hope that you have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Yule, Kwanzaa, all that good junk. I love you. 
and we'll see you next season. Happy Solstice, y'all. Remember to like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you for season two. Bye. Come now, my darlings, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with rot. There was one, at least.